Welcome to the Pain Solutions Podcast. Dr. Wayne Fimister is a family physician with a special interest in chronic pain, whose passion is finding solutions for this epidemic problem facing one-third of the adult population. He is a clinical associate professor at the University of British Columbia in Canada and has developed one of the first online medical trigger point injection courses for doctors and nurse practitioners, a technique that is easily learned and implemented into the medical office of any doctor or nurse practitioner treating chronic pain. To get free access to Pain Solutions newsletter, blogs, and to register for his online course, simply register at www.waynefimister.com. On the podcast, Dr. Wayne brings together experts from various segments to share with you how they solve people's pain problems and how you can get this treatment too. And now, here's your host, Dr. Wayne Fimister. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the podcast show. My very special guest is Dr. Jen Esquire. She is one of the top 40 physical therapy influencers in the country, and she has a multitude of achievements here in her bio that I'm just going to read a few for you. You know, she is one of the best fitness trainers by IG. She was promoted by Shape Magazine and also in Self Magazine, Men's Fitness, Muscle and Fitness, as well as a slight interview as a guest on CBS and on the Rise podcast with Mogul CEO Rachel Hollis. So thank you so much, Jen, for coming on today to chat to us about what you do as a doctor of physiotherapy. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Okay. So let's go back in time. Where did you start off and get into the world of physiotherapy and learning about pain? I graduated with my doctor of physical therapy degree in 2015. And actually, when I was going into physical therapy school, I thought I was teaching Pilates at the time. So I thought do Pilates rehab, take patients through that journey and do women's health and everything. As I learned more about pelvic health, women's health, I decided it might not be the route that I wanted to go down specifically. (laughs) So instead, I really just focused on learning more about the body first. So I competed in calisthenics. I grew up as a gymnast. I taught Pilates. I taught yoga a little bit. I started strength training. I started working with kettlebells. I started learning a lot of different things about the body. So once I graduated, I got a clinic where I have membership and everything. And the more that I continue to learn, the more I realize that it's really about how I can connect with a client that makes them feel confident in me that we can actually attack this together. And it's not me actually fixing someone, but it's me facilitating the way that and showing someone tools and awareness back into their own bodies. Like there's no magic pill, there's no magic fix. And so if I help you through the journey, that is really what it's about. And in a typical physical therapy clinic, there's not time for that. There's not time to listen to someone's story and and see why they might be having pain in the first place. So I eventually left the clinic job and started working on my own so that I can address patients the way I wanted to. Beautiful. I love it. This is one of the things that really focus on as well is connecting with patients. And, you know, in my time scale is very short too, as a family physician doing chronic pain. And for me, it's all about that connection whenever they walk in the door and then just deal with whatever I need to deal with on that day. 
as they move forward. So I do know uh, what you're talking about. So tell us about what you're doing now. You know, you've got your own business. You're, you're all over the place with dealing from home moms to Hollywood stars and Olympic athletes. So just tell us how that's going for you. Yeah. So working on my own has really opened the door to working with anyone. Honestly, the majority of people that I see are chronic pain patients. It's not like direct injury or acute injury or anything like that. It mostly is chronic pain because now that I work on my own, I'm cash-based, it is an investment to come see me. So it's mainly the people who have like, I've treated a lot of other practitioners and no one has been able to fix me. So it's someone who's still looking for that person who's going to fix them. And so I'm kind of reframing minds around where pain could be coming from and how that could be evolving within their body. And so now I honestly only treat clients about day a week. And I'm really trying to do more of education through online resources and getting people connected to their bodies in a different way about before. So I'm trying to educate in terms of like, okay, I understand you have low back pain, but we don't just need a low back program. Like how can we look at the body as a whole? How can you address your mindset, your breath, bring you back in tune with your body so that you can actually truly start listening to where the cause of the pain could be developing from? Beautiful. I completely agree. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So let's think about our um, audience today will be thinking, what do you mean it's not about my back? You know, what do you mean it's about mindset and breath? So how would you guide somebody just on the air right now to move away from that principle? Well, why? Tell us why that's the case. I like to demonstrate in terms of Let's look at the body first sense of how it's all connected because it really makes sense that way. If we just look at a very basic joint by joint approach to the body with different levels of mobility and stability if we go through. And on a very basic broad level, if we look at the neck, it should be more stable. The upper back, more mobile. Low back, more stable. Hips, more mobile. Knees, more stable. Ankles, more mobile. Feet, more stable. Toes, big toes, more mobile. So if we looked at it like that, the places where people are typically complaining about pain happen to fall into the places that were quote unquote be more stable. And so what we do then like, oh, my back is hurting. I need core. I need stability. I need to strengthen. And we think we need to add more stability into that problem. And though that could help, what if it's that what's happening above and below is actually not moving well within the mobility that it actually... So that's where it's like, how can we look at the body of the whole? And going all the way back to the big toe, we have to push off of the big toe every time we step and walk. Big toe doesn't even have the proper mobility, then that could play a role all the way up the chain to my low back. So getting people back into this bigger, broader picture of the low back pain actually can be. It's not just the low back. We have to actually look at what is happening on the whole. And then I back badly because we're talking about changing our nervous system. If we can change the way that our autonomic nervous system is responding, because typically when we think of pain, it's scary. It's fearful. It's something that we're 
guarding against. So we're constantly in this high guarding. Oh my gosh, why do I have this pain? I don't have time for pain. I can't move. I can't do this. I can't do that. And it's this very sympathetic response within the body, which is also going to increase our cortisol levels, increase our inflammation on the nerves, increase our sensitivity to the nerves. So all of a sudden we're in a heightened state of like these spasms and these pains that are happening. But if we can tap into the breath that allows us to get turn on that parasympathetic, turn on that rest, relaxed state, we can automatically start to take down that pain response. We can take down those spasms that are happening just from tapping into before we even tap into movement. So that's where I really like to start people from. And I, anytime anyone dives into my program, I have a whole self-assessment mobility method. But the first module on there is the breath module. And I always say like, yes, do the self-assessment. But before you even start exercising, how are you breathing? Because no mobility change will be had unless we start to address your nervous system in the state that your body is constantly constantly in. Brilliant. I talk about this all day long. <laughs> exactly. We need the breath because when we slow the breath down, we're conscious of it, then all of a sudden the flip switch happens and we're moving away from that stress response, pain response to the more the, the healing response, relaxation response. And literally the parasympathetic is stimulated, which is the essence of relaxation and the, I think myself the essence of healing as we move and we go about our day mm-hmm. okay so you've got the patient and they're now breathing and they're conscious they do some deep breathing what's the next thing that you're moving on to so if they're not in front of me and they're going through a program I say you have to self-assess what's happening just like I went through with mobility stability mobility stability you have to find out what's not moving well within your body because actually your hips not moving well could be the cause of why your back has been overworked bending and moving and causing too much movement and motion happening there rather than moving from our axis point our hips, or rather than bending over the big toe like we're supposed to, or squatting and putting more pressure into the back rather than because your ankles don't have the mobility to move. So really, I like breath or basis. We come out as babies and you're watching a baby breathe and it's just their bellies naturally going up and down. They're not chest breathing or in mouth breathing or any of these things. They're nice and slow, just belly breathing the entire time and they don't think about it. When And I almost hate the word belly breathing because what it does then, I've got pins in who are just forcing bellies in and out. And I'm like, that's not the intention. <laughs> it shouldn't be a forceful thing with your belly. It should be a relaxed thing. And so I like to start there. And then on top of that, I think the other foundational point is your mobility. Because again, if we go back to a baby and looking at how they develop, they're not crawling and motor patterning or standing and squatting until they're five months old. And it's literally a developmental stage to play with their toes and put their toes in their mouth. So that's a developmental stage as we're a baby before we motor program and corrective exercises and all these other things. We have to 
get back that mobility first. So what is not moving well within my body before I start to reprogram, before I start to strength train, and then before I start to put skill on top of that. And I think especially in an athletic world, we have that backwards a lot. Well, we have to get the skill and then we need the strength to build. We need to address a little bit of mobility, foam roll here and there. (laughs) And we have it all backwards. And so really coming back to what is at the foundation that we need to be addressing first so that we can be more functional human and and just live longer. It literally will increase your longevity if you can get down to the floor and stand up. Like that is like a sign or a uh, risk factor. If you can't get, can't sit to stand off the floor, that becomes a risk factor in how you're addressing in your body. So it's, it's just so important to start to learn about your body, move into your body on a more regular basis is what I like to say as well. Exactly. Okay. So tell us about these online resources that our audience will be like, looking at after we uh, podcast show? Yeah. um, So I have what's called the mobility method. And that is the program where you do have to do a little work because I don't believe that everyone's starts at the same points, like a 12 steps to increase your mobility, unless I know what you need for you. So this is my way of being able to empower you to learn about your body, to increase your awareness of your body. And you go through a self-assessment and then there's a breath module to start to learn about the breath. And then there's all these different exercises and modules believe we have over seven that you can access that will hit different points of mobility all from the neck all the way down to the toes. So it literally covers everything you get to choose what is needed for your individual unique body. (laughs) And then I also have the optimal body where it is a place where people don't have to self-assess and and do as much work into, but it's still going to be a huge educational piece of just learning. So I have functional HIIT workouts. We're going to be doing single leg stability stuff. We're going to be doing rotational things. So things that are different than just what you'd get at the gym. And then it doesn't just tell you how to do the exercise, but the entire time I'm explaining why. Because the whole idea is my goal is to help you learn about your body and so you know what we need unless we're aware of what's not working well. And that's typically where pain and breakdown happens. It's like pain is just telling you that you're neglecting something. And unless you learn how to increase your awareness of what you're neglecting, we don't know how to address it. So the optimal body gives you functional HIIT workouts, core stability workouts, mobility flows, and I'm adding in mindset tools so that you can whole mind-body situation that we have. (laughs) Okay. Any other resources? That you have? I do have a free resource if anyone wants to start to address their mobility and just start to learn how do I self-assess? How do I choose an exercise that would be great for me? How do I create my own program? So it's just seven minutes. It takes you from the head all the way to the toes. If, so if anyone wants to check that out, it is docgenfit.com slash challenge. And again, I just drop you emails of the videos. And so you can check them out on your own time. And it's just 10 minutes a day for you to build your body. So no excuses. No excuses. Exactly. exactly. Start free. Exactly. Get going. <laughs> and let's learn about our bodies. Amazing. So any tips for our audience today on the mindset? Because they're sitting there, they're thinking, well, I've tried everything. 
I've been to this person, that person, the next person, and you know, I'm struggling with my mindset. So give us some tips for our audience. So first thing I would say is that how are you addressing your pain? Because if we're looking for someone else to fix us, it truly is a temporary fix. No one has magic hands as much as they might seem like they do. And it's going to feel amazing, maybe for an hour, maybe even for a month. But truly, those are band-aids to cover up symptoms. So we have to get back into our own bodies. We have to start addressing it. And so it starts with compassion too. And that's a lot of patience. Instead of addressing why is this pain here and thinking of pain as being bad, what if we started to be thankful for the pain? Because truly, if we didn't have this alarm system happening within the body, then we won't know when something else is going to be happening that could be a bigger breakdown. We don't recover from an organ and we might have something else happening within the body. So truly, this pain response is a beautiful response. It's something that we get to be very rather against it because again if you can't you don't know if you're going to step on a nail or if you don't know if if, if you're going to hurt yourself in the jail unless your body can talk to you so take this as just another signal that your body is talking to and you get to be grateful for it and the more that you can come back into this gratitude for how your body is talking to you then you will have the tools to be ready to start listening to what you could be neglecting whether it's sleep whether it's diet, whether it's movement, whether it's mobility, whatever that may be, you can truly start to open up your mindset and be like, okay, let's start to add things in and be excited about what you get to add and explore rather than fighting something or covering it with band-aids. That's very well said. I must admit, that's beautiful. I'm also a component of living in a gratitude place. And only recently I've been talking to patients about you know, really appreciating this pain response, which flies in the face of everything that they're experiencing. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think when we are grateful, you know, mm-hmm. we're connecting our heart, we're connecting our brain, we have this mind-body connection, you know, it's been studied well with heart math in California, showing the coherence patterns behind mind and body, so the, the mind, the brain and the heart. And something magical happens, I think. You know, like a newborn baby in your arms and you're looking at them and you just feel connected. But when we can be connected with our daily activities through enjoyment and love and appreciation, then we're giving ourselves a massive jump forward in this whole journey of pain. So I really like what you said about the thankful um, approach. How do you manage to, you know, when people hear this and it's a different language, Like, how do you encourage them to just go beyond that fear and to kind of embrace or to go beyond and and to start this? Because that's a big jump for people. I always like to say, okay, what is this pain causing? Because typically what happens is that we focus on what we can't do anymore. Well, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. Which again, drives that sympathetic system, drives that cortisol throughout our body and drives that pain response. So rather than... Gratitude also for the pain and and having compassion for yourself, which compassion is truly love. And this whole like love yourself thing gets thrown around a lot, but it is especially apparent when we're in pain. We need to be able to have compassion for the fact that, okay, this is where my body is now. And it doesn't mean it's forever. 
but I get to address and assess what's happening in this journey and go along because your life is a journey and random things are going to happen. Life doesn't always work out the way that we want to and that's not the point of it, you know? So pain is another journey. It's another life response. So when we can start to say, okay, right now I'm struggling to be able to bend down and pick things up, but I can still carry. I can still reach overhead. I can still pick up my kids. I can still, whatever it may, whatever you can still do and whatever you're able to still move into, think about those things because there's people who can't even do that. And so when we start to change our mindset again into, well, okay, right now, temporarily, I'm limited in this, but I can still do this. Then the more days that we start to focus on what we can do, you're going to start to realize as you move through your journey of this pain and this injury that you're going to be able to add in more things you can do, can do, can do until you're finally back to like feeling 100% yourself. But it starts with that focus, that compassion, that grace of like, okay, this is where my body's at. Let me be an acceptance of it. And then I can start to move forward. Fantastic. How many people do you feel get to 100% in your cohort of patients? Pain free. (laughs) I think people surpass themselves a lot more than they think. And it depends. It's such a hard question to answer, you know, (laughs) in typical clinical language. It depends on what's happening. (laughs) But I think, you know, you can really surprise yourself when you start to open your mindset up to a lot of these different tools. I've had people on my table five years of back pain, we get them breathing and tears are coming out of their eyes because they can't believe that their back pain is gone. I didn't do anything. It's all what they're doing to start to their body again. So when we really start to flip our perspective, when we really start to open up our environment and what else we could be neglecting that pain, we really can start to shift and make true, true changes within our body. And you will be surprised with how far you can go. Wonderful. Any final comments for our audience today? I just hope that people start to take a position back of their body, listen to their body. We listen in conversations all day long and say, you're worth listening to. But we get to say that to ourselves as well. You're worth listening to. Body is worth listening to. And it's just trying to talk to you. Great. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it.